0: Yo yo yo! Thanks for joining us once again for another episode at Look at God podcast. Today we have got a special brother, one dear to my heart, um, totally opposite of my complexion, but just as come on man, you know, just, <laughs> as, just as country, listen, just as American. Everybody
1: need a little cream in their coffee, hey, man. A little bit. Don't on out. Hey, the
0: one is always hockey, hockey. Yeah, man. Thank you for joining us, brother, and of course, Jarvis the Graham. Uh,
2: I, yeah. did, you, did you move that thing on the IG? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, Jarvis Do It for the Grail. For this, can the you thing. guys oh, please on. go on there and turn tell on. him to take this down? Do the IG thing. Uh, So before we get to the topic, mm-hmm. man, So everybody got movies that they really like, and Malcolm is a movie director.
0: Yeah. Uh, so hey. we're going to do
2: an icebreaker with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Stick to that thing. Uh, one classic movie mm-hmm. that can do a sequel right now, you'll go watch it. One classic,
1: classic. wow. How do you define classic? That's the thing, you got hood classics, you got, what you do Yeah, um, <clears throat> let's see a part two. Classic, I think it would make well,
0: that. we'll
1: see it. yeah, I mean, if they made a sequel to The Great Gatsby, because number one is my favorite movie, and it's I would consider that a classic because the original one came out, I want to say in like 1960 something or early 70s, and then they did a remake with Leonardo DiCaprio, so if they came out with a sequel, like what happens with Daisy and Tom Buchanan and Nick Carraway, I would I would see that immediately. Mm,
0: good. Immediately. Yeah, that boy definitely put me on that movie. That movie. Come on, man! Look, Greg Gatsby.
1: Hey, what?
0: Story.
1: All right, old sport. Hey. You never seen Greg Gatsby? Oh, listen. Oh, you read the book? Listen, dude. When the movie came out, every single literature class in America changed. It, it was a discussion. Oh my goodness. That's what happens when you trust white women. I'm just playing. It's a That's, a
0: That's a joke. That's a joke.
1: That is a joke. Look, Look I'm about to get to
0: podcast plan. It's a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Dude,
1: I'm not about to get to be good. I'm going to go to what a hood classic is. So I'm going to go
2: find a hood classic
0: in my
1: memory. You should be saying go find. Like, you don't have like hood classics on speed dial. You
0: know what movie I want to see? A what? sequel to. Go. The woods. The wood.
1: The wood. Oh man, dude. Listen, the The wood 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 is amazing.
2: Omar Epps, Epps,
1: uh, Tay Diggs, -Diggs, and then the ball guy who everybody. Anytime he's in a movie, he's like a bad. Oh, listen. What? That
0: would be a great scene
1: The wood. Listen. The wood is. Wow, that is a great. The wood is all You stole a
0: good one
2: from. Uh, Dang, man. I want to
1: put a classic yeah. in there. I'm throwing it there. I ain't going go to go back. Look, uh, New, Jack City, Ooh, New, New Jack City? City. What? New Jack City 2? What? They killed a, They killed my horse. So, Nino Brown a though, man. We can find out if Nino Brown. Listen, Nino Brown has a son that nobody uh, knew about. Come back to the hood and take over the whole game.
2: Michael B. Jordan can do Nino Brown. No, no 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 no, no, son. no, 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 no. He does every black. No, no, no. No, no he doesn't. What? <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is. is He's always like. Michael B. Jordan, in
1: my opinion, with the exception of Creed and Black Panther, which I don't think he did a good job in. But he's always like. He's always what like Hollywood he's the black guy that they put on the, the, uh, the screen so that they can say they're not racist that's my opinion wow.
0: yeah because yeah. this
1: that dude that. was in like Chronicle yeah. he was in the awkward moment like yeah. these were very obviously white characters yeah. that didn't really have like a a, a a truly black context right and they put him in there yeah. and yeah. he, he plays a the, white guy very well who was the Michael B Jordan before that, who who was was the B. Jordan before that?
2: uh honestly I don't know.
1: I don't know. Cause I don't think there I think obviously there were there were black dudes who were being uh were being chosen for, you know, roles that were meant for Caucasian men. Yeah. But I don't know if there was like a, the guy for that. Yeah. I don't know.
2: I'll go say Denzel, but you know, Oh no what? What?
1: Disrespectful. What? Yeah, all right. Look, I wanna I wanna, I wanna get over. this conversation oh, now. Uh, you know, disrespect the like that. Say,
2: I Said, no, four brothers.
1: Yeah, four brothers. brothers was amazing. What? what? What what would be the two. Yeah, yeah, I'm just... A lot?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to huh? part two. Because they
1: he
2: killed Victor Sweet and that yeah, was I don't know, bro. Was they took it. over the hood so cleanly. Like oh man. I would love to see
1: I ain't that. gonna lie, Mark what look, that's the first time I got introduced to Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, me too. i d I didn't know okay, him as Marky Mark. And the Calvin Klein model. Fire. First on, time I got listed. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> don't okay, do that. Funny. But dude, yeah. First time I got introduced to Mark Wahlberg and Sophie Garcia.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Man.
0: The yes. love of both. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Dynamic. Amazing.
2: Dynamic.
1: Amazing. That's my
2: favorite Andre
1: uh, movie as well. You know, we, he a couple I mean, of he does. He, you know like Idlewild over there? Oh! you tripped. You tripping. Yeah, I was, Idlewild say. was better than. As far as an Andre 3000 movie is concerned, one. come on. Yeah. Okay.
2: Idlewild was the movie, man. Idlewild was great. I ain't like big boy in Idlewild,
1: though. Come uh, on, man. Not the Atlanta great. Don't disrespect don't know, Derek bro. like that. Don't do that. You, real, man, bro. you know you know, am doing from yeah, Hot yeah. Atlanta now.
2: Watch now, bro. I like the, I the ATL. He's hitting the face. Damn, Yeah. Boom. <laughs> you <know what> <laughs> <man? laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Shake it like a stripper,
1: man. Yeah, What's wrong <laughs> with <way> that? chocolate <laughs> milk. It was rap. All right.
2: Yeah, so as we get into the topic, man. Yeah, man. We're going to talk about B.C., before, uh, corona. Oh, oh, not BC. Not before Corona, oh, before
1: Corona, not oh, before Corona, oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was, man, I before said, Christ. Come on, man.
2: No. Twenty nineteen.
1: So <laughs> Listen,
2: so, when we think about before Christ, uh, let's let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah, uh, let's go
1: back. How long ago
2: did you get saved? And can you describe yourself before you were saved? Oh, wow. Okay. Where were you mentally? Where were you physically? Where was your Dude. mindset? Where were you, man? Bang
1: back, bang um, back. How long, how long is this podcast? <laughs> right. How clean is this podcast? <laughs> is <Okay>. this, <laughs> how commercial is this podcast? <laughs> is this still circulating locally? Are you nationally syndicated yet? What can I say? Are you going to? Do you have a censor button on here? Oh, oh man. man. Um, I guess I'll jump in. Uh, I always have a hard time answering this question because I think that I was. Uh, so I believe you're either saved or you'' you're, you're you're self-deceived and I it's hard for me to say man because I think that I got saved when I was 15 and I did like after that I started being convicted of sin in a different way but I always struggle and in, in, in question like hey was this conviction from the Holy Spirit or was this condemnation from my church upbringing? you know what i mean um cause just just because i felt bad about it doesn't mean i felt remorseful you know what i mean um i felt guilty but i didn't necessarily i didn't want to stop so i can't really say that i was saved up until maybe 21 um 2021 you know uh yeah and how how was i before 2021 i was i was Listen, I was terrible. I was taking advantage of of, of every opportunity to uh, build my identity apart from Christ, whether that was in music that I was making, whether that was in uh, the women that I was sleeping with, um, women that I was lying to. Um, oh, man, it was bad. It was terrible. I thought I was like... Like, imagine, like, uh, what's what's like a super, super we were talking about movies earlier. What's a character that's like a like a super bachelor? Every guy wants to be. Every girl wants to sleep with.
0: Uh, uh,
1: um Maybe like I, I everybody can't. Everybody. I can't really. I can't really like. 007. Nah, I wasn't that smooth. I wasn't uh, that smooth. Oh. <laughs> 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 I definitely wasn't that
2: smooth. Uh,
0: I wasn't radio, that smooth.
1: Radio <clears throat> from, uh, people didn't Listen, <laughs> let me <cross> <laughs> What? Oh, hey, man.
0: Hey, all right, well, well hey, he gave you both into the spectrum. He gave exactly you a super did. smooth, Listen. a super unsmooth. Listen. Hey, out here getting
1: that dude was meant to challenge. man, that ain't funny. That is not funny, man. That is not city. funny, man. No, no, I'm kidding. That's hilarious. Anyway, um, uh, no, man. More like, uh, I thought that I was like great Gatsby? no, not the great gas because no, he's so a lover, weird. dude. He he literally, like, he molded his life after building girl, it for this girl yeah. so no Beautiful i definitely movies. wasn't like, I that Taylor, love jones love i jones. was definitely Lorenz Tate from jones. love jones love like jones. the renaissance guy i was into the poetry was into the photography was into video making was yeah. into singing music all this stuff and i That's used good. it as a tool right to, to essentially true. sleep with women and, and and yeah man i used to want to I'd be a polygamist at one point I'm like I can't just have one wife I gotta have multiple wives I gotta have listen every every means of justification you can imagine what Abraham was a great man had a covenant with God had multiple wives I gotta be like one of them
0: oh for sure terrible that was awful Oh, hey, man, it's a beautiful and an ugly thing at the same time. But um, similar to you, bro, um, mm-hmm. minus the music and the poetry and the art. Mm-hmm. If anybody knows me, me and words are like enemies. That's right. Give funny. me some numbers. Come on man. Get some words. And it's like yeah. that out here on a podcast because Lord knows I'd be fumbling. Um, so, yeah, you good. So, it definitely um, was a woman situation, too. Um, I definitely found myself and just um, in work, man. Um, given my identity and career and uh, what I can do, uh, and, and women definitely was was a, a go-to for me, I guess, um, in regards to because if you if you aren't filling yourself up with God or with Jesus or you mm-hmm. know, something sound, you're finding something unsound to fill yourself in. And, uh, and and I think we can be an emotional wreck as men and, and definitely women, especially when there's a lot of brokenness involved. So. Um, before Christ. Yeah, I, I think I think my um, transformation, I guess, started probably hmm, three years ago, three, three four years ago. Yeah. Um, but before that, yeah, I was doing anything and everything, man. Um, alcohol, um, a lot of women. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was definitely mine See, I
2: ain't gonna lie, I'm on a completely different end. Of which place. is good. No, not good. Oh, okay. <laughs> not good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Left turn. Okay. For me, like, I used to, like, live for the homies. Like, like, I wanted my homeboys to be happy. Like, I wanted them to just be like, man, Jarvis, you real. Yeah. So, like, whether it was fighting, mm-hmm, yeah, whether it was football, whether it was women, I realized that I was low-key living just for their acceptance. Yeah. And it wasn't wow. like it was one dude in particular yeah. or two dudes. It was like all of them, yeah. different dudes in different places. Yeah. And it was like, dang, you just wanted them to be like, man, you a real one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. then when you fight and you win, you want them to be like, yeah, you yeah, a real yeah. one. So when somebody mm-hmm. you feel like somebody did respect you. You're not fighting them because you mm-hmm. feel like you really,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you
2: just want everybody to be like, man, Jarvis real. Yeah. Well, you better not say nothing to Jarvis. He's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's crazy. <laughs> oh, give <me> them hands. <laughs> what?
2: So yeah, man, when I, I look back at it, I used to mm-hmm. think like dang. I used to be an angry dude. Yeah. But I realized, man, maybe I wasn't really that angry. I just wanted their yeah acceptance yeah. so much. Yeah. I wanted them to be like, yo, Jarvis got mm-hmm. hands. And like, you know, for me, I feel like that was everything. Yeah. For your homeboys like to uh uh what is it?
0: Affirm, you, affirm, you. affirm you. you, you about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So I used to live for that. Man. Yeah. Um, mm, the follow-up question would be: Can you guys point to one event or a mm. series of events that turned you to God? Oh, wow. If it was just one thing that said, "Yo, this is what I want to do. Like, this is the life I want to live."
1: <sighs> well, yeah. hmm. hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll just be candid, dude. Uh, so when me and my then girlfriend, now wife, when we broke up. Um, I wanna say like I think it was the summer, the summer of twenty eighteen. Yeah, summer of twenty eighteen. <clears throat> uh, that was a pivotal moment for me because I was coming to the end of myself essentially. Um this relationship that I had built and you know poured everything into and I I, I saw as a source of my identity, uh every it just kind of came crumbling down um I was I was involved in a, a business at the time that was crumbling you know everything around me was just falling apart one by one um because you know I I kinda sort of made a decision to follow God and then I think God was like okay well let's see you know because because my kingdom and your kingdom can't exist at the same time so Let's see if uh you can weather the storm as far as I as I'm taking your kingdom apart for the sake of my own, and boy oh boy, uh <laughs> that whole season man that was that was pivotal pivotal for me, um because not only was everything crumbling around me but because everything was crumbling around me, um like right after me and my <clears throat> my then girlfriend broke up, I was sleeping with another woman maybe two three days later because I'm like right back to where I started because since everything's crumbling around me, my relationship is failing. That means I'm a failure. My business is failing. I need affirmation. I need to feel, you know, um, like I'm worth something, you know? And yeah, since since God was so unfamiliar to me or finding my my joy or finding my peace, or like I, do, I, I did not get that from God. I got that from women. So that was my first knee-jerk reaction to jump to another woman. And um, after I... Saw that, okay, this just doesn't work. I'm I'm literally out of options. I can't run to women anymore. I can't run to money anymore. I can't run to relationships anymore because everything's crumbling. All right, God, I'm going to give you a, a genuine shot. And then I never look back since. Yeah.
2: What do you think that even derives from the whole like need for a woman to...
1: Oh, listen, my mom, dude. <clears throat> um, well, not just my mom, just my family dynamic, but it's especially my mom. I grew up in a context of uh simply put, man, there was there was a lot of uh structure, there was a lot of expectation um to live my life or to to be a certain way. I had a lot of like flexibility as far as uh I could, if if I wanted to to I guess pursue something, like I pursued music and my parents supported me, but it was it was music in a gospel context and I just I don't know, like like school was a really, really big expectation. Um, behaving in school the way that my teachers wanted me to behave was a very big expectation. Um, and just, I guess, wanting my parents' approval and having to compromise. So, Because I felt like if, if I made my parents happy, if I made my mom happy, then I was completely going to have to sacrifice my individuality and who I was. Or I could live in the truth of who I am. But then I would have to disappoint them and lose out on that affirmation and acceptance that I so desperately want. So for me, yeah, man, it it was it was that I I, my mom wasn't affectionate. I always wanted her to be, you know, it was just this idea of I don't have a safe space emotionally when I'm home. I can't freely express myself. I can't freely be myself. Um, And women, women, especially at the time, man, they were the only listening ear in my life. Uh, they were the only listening ear, they were the only source of comfort that that affection that I wanted from my mom that, that I did not get that that approval, that permission to be myself. Um, I got from women, so that's where I went. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I ain't gonna lie to you because as you're speaking, I'm realizing how much mm-hmm. similar my story is. How much mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Uh, when did you when did it switch for you though, as far as what? Like not just saying like it's not women no longer now it's God or now it's Mm -hmm. like you know
1: well that that moment man that moment I think I think the biggest issue for me though to to be quite frank I couldn't get over the fact that um, because I I had heard like oh yeah like you can find peace and you can find acceptance and affirmation from Jesus man just just run to Jesus and everything that you're missing out on with uh you know with your parents or your family or. You know whether you know your inner self, um, Jesus will, yeah. Jesus will provide it. And I'm like, well, here's the thing, I don't understand how Jesus could overlook everything that I've done, and just provide all of these things as if I'm not like the trashiest guy ever. Because if if these women that I've that I've slept with, if these women that I've treated like they were bodies, if they are his daughters. I I could never see how a father can just look at somebody who treated their daughters that way and just accept them with open arms. Because if I had a daughter and a guy did that to my daughter, it it wouldn't be no like, oh yeah, you can, you have a family here with us as long as you promise to never hurt my daughter again. Like, no, I'm about to like, I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna shoot the kid. You know what I mean? Um, well not now, this is BC. Um, (laughs) but yeah, man. So it was gr- this concept of grace, this concept of God giving me something that I didn't deserve. I could not get over that hurdle. And I think what changed for me was when I told my, my then girlfriend, um, now wife, when I told her about my, um, my sporadic and impulsive decision to sleep with a girl two, three days after we broke up, um, I expected her to be like, Oh dude, I'm done with you. I hate you. You know, I expected like I and I almost wanted her to do it because I was I was I was I felt like the relationship ended because of my lack of spiritual maturity. Yeah. Um. So I felt like I deserved to be treated like like crap. I thought I was because I felt trash. I'm like, dude, you you need you need to get away from me to protect yourself. Oh, dude, I was sinking so deep in shame, man. And when I told her that I thought like the the cap was going to be sealed. Like, oh, yes, this girl is going to like dog me because. You know, I hurt her so bad. And then she responded and saw past, like, my action and was like, hey, like, what's going on with you? Like, she was able to see something deeper going on. She was able to see a brokenness that was beyond my fixing. And when she displayed that level of grace, like, it came crashing, bro. Like, it hit me so hard to where I'm like, it like what like i think god used her at that time as an instrument of his grace and that's what that's what changed everything for me for sure
2: that's crazy man cuz it's crazy that women specifically i don't know but women when they give grace it's like you the one. <laughs> like, like, when That's you fine, get yeah. that grace from them, it's like, yeah. dang. Because that whole self-condemnation, mm. man, we all do that. We all for go sure. to that place where it's like, man, I deserve oh, sure. I deserve to be by myself. Yeah. And then when you get that grace from them, it just <coughs> shakes you up, man. It just yeah. shows you how good God is,
1: man. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and for me, it's, it, it didn't even, it didn't necessarily, uh, I didn't feel entitled to marry her because she gave me grace. Yeah. Um, what it was It was because, again, the only reason why we broke up in the first place, like I ended things with her because I felt like I had led her away from God. Mm -hmm. And and I had a hard time forgiving myself because I'm like, dang, like I always prided myself on, um, you know, and maybe I wasn't maybe I wasn't living out the Christian faith. I wasn't living out the gospel. Yeah. But I prided myself on being a man of faith. I prided myself on, you know, desiring for God to be at the center of our relationship, right. uh, but I think once I once I had a revelation that God doesn't want to be at the the center of my relationship, right? He wants my relationship uh, to to revolve around Him, right? Because, uh, or a better way I can word it, God doesn't want to be included in my relationship, right? He wants my relationship to be about Him. Mm-hmm. that's the understanding that I had. I'm like, yeah, let, let's invite God in our relationship. Yeah, I'm like,
0: should not just relationship. it's not just
1: relationship. Like it's, and it's not, I'm not inviting him into, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm inviting my relationships into my relationship with him. Mm-hmm. I'm inviting my career into my relationship with him. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's the reverse. So when I had that revelation, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've been leading this girl the wrong way the whole time. All right. And man, when I tell you that shame hit me, dude, so hard. So I think when she showed me grace, um, when when God used her to show me grace, I think it just gave me permission to to trust him. Yeah. And then as a byproduct of trusting God, I was able to trust her and I was able to, you know, go through that long process of reconciliation. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for me, it's a similar thing as well. Uh, I feel like uh, I had to really get broken down to nothing for me to talk For oh, sure. That. So, you know, I grew up in a church. You know, I got parents that, uh, you know, always praying and grandparents mm-hmm. to, to pray. So... I looked at God as kind of like something where, you know, I go to church, I do my thing on Sunday, I pray once in a while, especially mm-hmm. before I eat, mm-hmm. go listen mm-hmm. to a sermon, yeah, before yeah, I go yeah, to yeah. bed. For sure. And I'm good, boy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't be, I can sin, but, you know, no double sin. About
1: it. <laughs> no double sin. <laughs>
2: That's all? Yeah, so so I remember mm-hmm. as I as I was older, I always mm-hmm. thought it was, it got to be more than this, you know? It, yeah. This, this, this can't be it. Yeah. So I remember... Uh, When I was in college, this crazy situation happened. So uh, I had got kicked off the team the same day Mm -hmm. I called uh, the girl who uh, said she was pregnant by me. Mm -hmm. And I called her. I said, hey, yeah, I got kicked off the team. I'm just going to go back home and make some money, blah, 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 blah. And she said, "Uh, well, I don't want you to do that because it's not yours. So I'm like. Wow. <sighs> what a day. At the back. back oh, what a day. day. Oh, this is like two days before my 24th birthday. I left oh right. dude, worst birthday ever. Yeah, so I'm crying, Terrible. I'm emotional. Terrible. I know I gotta go back home. So I go back home, and in the midst of me going back home, uh-huh. I realized that like, yo, home is different now. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm 24 now. You know, even though it had only been wow. a year since I had left home, it was like, dang. Like, you know, life is different. Like, my parents had kind of filled mm-hmm. in. Like, they, they were doing their own thing. My sister yeah. was almost grown. My other sister don't live there no more. Mm-hmm. So, I came back home, and it was just shooken up. And it's like, dang, I, I don't fit here no more. Right, right. So, like, I was trying to find somewhere to fit in. Like, all my homeboys, they was doing the same thing. So, I, I thought I could just go hang out with them and pick mm-hmm. up where we left off. Mm-hmm. And I would hang out with them, and it would be so like ah, it'd be so different. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I I just don't want to hang out with y'all, just smoking all day. I don't even do this. Right. So, you know, maybe the gym. So, you know, went and started working out, lifting heavy, going back to that lifestyle. But it just felt like it wasn't the same. Yeah. Because everything just didn't feel the same. So, you know, I uh, had a friend that used to always invite me to a church. I used to visit once in a while. So I started to attend the church a little bit more frequently and then they had the thing called Alpha, and we just started to talk, mm-hmm. legit, just talk about like everything, you know, about guys. And it was questions that I had, but I never really an- like wanted to ask them because mm-hmm. I felt like, yo, if you ask those questions, you ain't really Christian. You just yeah. making it. Yeah,
1: you didn't so, have the freedom to ask those questions. Yeah. yeah. So you
2: know, me just being a, a real conservative Christian, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. couldn't see myself asking those questions. Yeah. And then I remember, like, as I kept on going. I felt like the, the emptiness was kind of being filled up mm-hmm. and it wasn't being filled up by like church. Cause I know at, at times like you to be filled up by church right. and it would just be me wanting the community of church and feeling mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But it was, I felt like it was God feeling this. I know now it was God feeling this void. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like, I realized that this is what I wanted to do. This is what I want to commit to. Mm-hmm. And I want to commit to getting to know him in a, a greater level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's when the journey started for me. I feel like i feel like god had to kind of take me out of a lot of situations just kind of mm-hmm. sit me down and say like get to know me yeah that's what it was man See money man. <laughs> listen uh, hey where you want to
0: start where <laughs> you want to start oh man um <clears throat> boy 24 right 24 is a beautiful year um same notion man um as i'm thinking back i'm thinking um so like i mentioned women it was just a matter of uh um, that was just my go-to. So as, as Malcolm had mentioned, you know, I guess um, growing up in a Haitian household, um, one parent, uh, she worked all day. So uh, the only time for the most part that you really got some attention you know, did you do your homework? Or what's this F? Or mm-hmm. what's this phone call I'm going to get from the school? Or what's mm-hmm. this? Or what's that? So it was either you were, you know, getting sculpted at for doing what you uh, are supposed to do that you probably didn't do, or mm-hmm. getting that ass open because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, we got that call. We got that call. <laughs> that call, man. So um, I think, I think um, that, that 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 probably was the source because even as I'm thinking about my relationships, the relationship that I've had always has been nurturing. They've always been been deep. Well, at least one of them mm-hmm. at, at the time, I guess, because right there was times in which I was balancing. So. As I look at it, um, I would just look for the comfort. I would look for the security. I would look for the affirmation. I would look to um, feel wanted, feel needed yeah. um, through those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, it was like a several-year process. So I'm thinking even back to like 2014, like right mm-hmm. before I moved back down here to Florida, um, my go-to was always women. So I would leave one and just go to another. Yeah, you know. Um, and even if it wasn't like a full blown, like, all right, it's me and you one-on-one it'd be, I'd just find several, I guess, to, to mm-hmm. occupy my time with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when it really started to probably start to take a pivotal moment, like I said, 20, late 2014 was pretty tough. Um, but I started dating someone like the next year. So mm-hmm. I'm getting out of a long seven year on and off again, um, relationship, um, ending in 2014, end of 2015, I was with, with someone else. Right. Or steady person, and I remember being with this lady, this girl. I mean, we're we're doing things. We're taking trips. We're spending a lot of time together. Um, you know, I'm 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 thinking, hey, intentionality. I'm thinking, hey, hey, do do better than you did last time. Hey, don't do this. Don't do that. And, and for a sense, you know, it goes back to my control. You know, um, me thinking I have things under control. Me thinking that, hey, I'm just gonna learn from my wrongs. Um, all me, all me, no God. Yeah. Um, and. And even like you were saying, hey, if if I if there was a conversation of God, it was God, hey, come join me on what I've got going on versus mm-hmm. you being the basis yeah. of what, what this is. Um, but I remember I went to, like, premarital. So I don't even, you know, that's an, <laughs> an interesting series of my life. But I went to premarital with this young lady. And... We listen. It, we we thought we were good, huh? and then we sat down with the uh-huh. pastor and started doing these one on ones. And I promise you, it was like almost like he's confused, like he's looking at hieroglyphics. I mean, our finances are all over the place. Hmm. Our emotions are all over the place. God is like nowhere near. Like the only thing God about us was the fact that we went to church Sunday to Sunday. That's, That's it. Type type situation. That's you know? it. Uh, I mm-hmm. had yearning, but I just I I was too busy caught up in my control and what I can do to sustain this relationship that. Mm-hmm. It, it, there wasn't a need, per se, for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the craziest thing that shook me about that whole experience, so I've never been through premarital, and I really wasn't really sure where I was um, with this young lady, but I felt like, hey, this might be the first step within my control to make sure we're on the right path. Hmm. Um, and it was crazy. After it, he was like, yeah, I think you guys should separate. And I'm like, separate? "What?" I said, this is premarital. We're here to get married! <laughs> <laughs> right, <aren't> she's <laughs> like, I, but we're here to hey. but I got a ring. <laughs> what you mean? You Separate us, like the four-point game plans, like getting to where we're trying to go. Like How dare you! You're telling us to Separate. go the opposite direction. Like, oh this, man, you're not helping us. Yeah. In our eyes. And I'm thinking, wow. Um, and that's kind of sort of what really started to shake. Okay. Mm. You can't continue to just go to women. Um and even that breakup process was a mess. He, I mean, he was like very serious. He's like, hey, you guys like don't need to talk, don't need to text, don't need to do nothing. Y'all just listen, just and I'm like, dude, you're trying to say like act like we don't know each other. Like you don't know how intertwined our lives is right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm at Shorty's house every day. Every day? <laughs> Look. And so, we're not doing Bible study, sir. No, we not We We ain't doing nothing about Bible study, sir. <laughs> so it was it was. It was a long three months, dude. It was like pulling teeth because obviously she didn't care for what the pastor was saying. And while I, you know, probably didn't care for it either, but I'm I'm trying to like think. I'm like, but why would I go to this pastor who mm-hmm. seemingly has the best interest in my heart, uh, in his heart, for us, and not listen to what he's saying? Yeah. So even though Emotions was telling me, hey, man, look, we'll figure it out without this guy's counsel, another part of me is like, there's got to be something more. Like mm-hmm. there's got to be some truth to this. There's must be something that he's saying that I'm not. So we eventually broke up. Oh, tough. 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 Tough tough. 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 And I think as I continued going through this 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 journey that God was taking me, I've gone I went on a retreat. We're digging deeper. We're tearing down shame. We're breaking down chains. Um and it, it everything just started to not have any more taste. Yeah. Yeah. Um the career, the the pursuit of millions and billions, and you know, name and lights, and you know, being able to have some of that fu you money, you know, mm-hmm. um, all all this stuff, and 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 you know, unfortunately, within that brokenness, I still find myself in another relationship that I probably shouldn't have found myself in, but it wasn't the individual in which I was in; it was just still me going through my process yeah. mm-hmm. and just realizing that because I at, at a point I was like, all right, I think I think this is good again. Yeah. But right. it, it, I, I wasn't. I wasn't there, man. Hmm. I wasn't there. And as much as I started tried to feed into what I thought I needed, right. it was more and more back to what you're saying. You go to the homeboys, and you get back to what you thought you knew, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like this tastes the same. Yeah, yeah. This don't taste the same. This yeah. don't. This ain't. This ain't it. Hey, like it's cool. It's cool. Like you there, but it's mm-hmm. like yeah, ah,
2: yeah.
0: Ah, yeah. That will empty. For sure. That well empty. So For sure. it was literally a little four or five year. Journey of yeah. in and out. Listen, I'm I'm, I'm being hard headed like a mug. Yeah, but, tough man. But yeah, you,
2: the yeah. journey don't never stop. Yeah, either, it don't. And I want to even
1: get into. Do they call it AC after Christ? AD. Well, AD is uh, I think it's Ada Dominio, which means yeah. the time of our Lord. So yeah. that's like yeah. during. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, post Christ yeah. is just you know 2000. Post-Christ. I don't know what one oh one. I never. Because it's two thousand and twenty right now, right? Yeah. So that's that's this is two thousand and twenty years since the after, since yeah. the, the, the death of Christ. Correct. So what was the first year? Like just one. Probably yeah. That's true. What did it what or did zero. it go by? <laughs> or, or zero. <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. so yeah, after Christ though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, after Christ, yeah. just, let's call it A C. Yeah. Let's just do that yeah. for yeah. sure.
2: So like, you know, now that we're in this life and we committed to doing this yeah. journey, there's certain remnants of mm-hmm. things that we struggle with for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Man. That's still there. yeah. Man, it's uh, years. you know, I know we talked about that in the last episode, certain mm-hmm. things that i struggle with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What would you guys say is the biggest battle
0: that you struggle with now that you struggled with in the past? And how can we view that? I'm going to go with, mm. go first. Um, I think for me, for sure, control. Um, I, I think there's still a lot of remnants of control um, mm-hmm. with the way that I do things, um, mm-hmm. with the way in which um, I have, I, there, at times there can still be no freedom. There can still be mm-hmm. no liberty. There can still be this thing can still be mechanical, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that's what 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 I, I I seek to surrender to God more and more every day. Mm-hmm. Um, back to like my plans, the in the third, or or I'm going to find a way to make it happen. Uh, I'm going to put certain things in place. I'm going to surround myself with certain people. Um, and I think it's wise, obviously, for community. But I, I think it, it it may He bring people into my life. You see what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like may it not always be. Um, I did this, or, 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 or I put myself in position for that, or yeah. I read enough books to be ready for the next relationship. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, I didn't fix myself. You know, it, it's this, you know, and, and I was having this conversation with someone um, not so long ago. This, this is not my story. Hmm. You know, even as I look back at these 29 years, none of what happened in the past 29 years was my story. Yeah. This is all his story. This is all for his glory. When these events happened in my life, when things started to turn and this, that, and the third, I can't. I can't take any credit for it, man. Why, why Why did not press forward? You know, even though this pastor told me, yo, y'all should step back. Like, there's plenty of people that does, that has. I'm mm. sure that wasn't the first conversation that he had with someone that he said, hey, you should fall back. And they're like, yeah. all right, pastor, we never going to see you again. <laughs> we're never going to see <laughs> you gonna, again. We're going to go ahead and get married. Look, a smoking crack before we came right. in here. I yeah. think I'm going to separate <laughs> from my girl. I don't know what you smoking. Hey. But the destruction lies ahead, man, you know, if you don't just surrender that. So I think for me, yeah. um, one of the things in which, yeah, I I think I can still be. And like I said, even from like the career, the the, the line of work in which I was just in, it was very, very heavy work based. Yeah. So I was taught going into that space that, yo, we weren't intentional. Like mm-hmm. going into to the line of work that I was doing, it, there was an idea of, yo, we weren't intentional. And we weren't seeing what we had missed for the past 20 years or what our mm-hmm. parents didn't teach us or what the world has been lying to us about. So then I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, I've been in the dark, and then I was like, it's "So heavy, like work your behind off, so you can like not mm-hmm. relive yeah. that, or not not continue to suffer like everybody else is suffering." As if once again, it's in my control. As yeah, if anything, like my health can't poof and disappear, like my life can't poof and disappear. Whatever money that I I accumulate can't poof and disappear. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it gave you a sense of yo, you you could do this. Like yo, you just didn't know, or you're just not desiring yeah. enough, or you didn't you didn't you didn't have the vehicle to get you there. You mm-hmm. know. So coming out of that, I think it 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 it, it freaking look. I had a little bit of control, but it put the idea of control on steroids for me in my life. So um so coming out of that and just slowly slowly but surely just letting letting one thing after another go to God. Hey, here's here's my career. Here's here's my relationships. Here's 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 everything and anything and and in which I I felt that I needed or, or or that I should be doing or where I should be at at this time of life. I think it's just slowly but surely just letting go of that control, letting go of that control. And and not not letting go of that control and doing nothing because mm. I think that's the that's another annoying part of this. It's not letting go and doing nothing. Yeah, but in doing, be free and knowing that I am in control. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um that's good. And, and because literally, yeah, you get to a point it's like, oh cool, I'm just not gonna do nothing. Let go and load, let God like. And then it's like you you got no desires as if he doesn't tell you to have desires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just just know nothing. You just you're just there. You're a robot, yeah. yeah. like like your relationship is just supposed to fall in your lap, like, oh, God chose his wife for me, and that's why we're together. You see what I'm saying? That's uh, funny. there's just just so much there. But <laughs> control. <laughs> control.
1: Yeah. Uh I think there's two sides for me. Uh, one is the I think after Christ, I am starting to realize the subconscious part of my experience and like what, who I was and why I used to be that way. Because I think that when I got saved and when I, you know, uh I started living out the gospel um for me. And I think for a lot of people, we kind of see it as like, okay, time to walk in this new existence and enjoy my, 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 my better life in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I'm going to experience challenges, but you know, it's all about now and the future. Yeah. And it's like, you kind of ignore the fact that Jesus wants to heal the past. Mm. Um, you know, because the trauma that's associated with what happened to you either as a child in your adult life, we want to stay away from it because we have the power to move forward now and not be depressed because we have joy in who this amazing Jesus Christ is. Um, it's, but it's almost as if Jesus cares more about healing our past than we do mm. because he's not afraid to go there, but we are mm. right. So for me, that was a big struggle, and that is a big struggle now. Um, one in uh, letting go of the past, um, as far as certain things that God has revealed to me already. Um, I, you know, I'm an overthinker, so like there's 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 thirty different layers to everything in my mind.
0: Everything,
1: right? So God, for example, I was talking about like the reason why I found women's. You know, I was indulging in this, this. Uh, <clears throat> this promiscuous lifestyle and the conscious side of it the conscious side of it was you know no acceptance from my mom no acceptance from my parents but the unconscious side of it is i i didn't i didn't know that i got molested when i was seven years old until i was 21 going through that that season of god stripping everything away he was also purging me of all these memories that i had suppressed so when i was so from the age of seven to twenty one, I convinced myself that my molestation was a dream. Right. Wow. And when I was 21 years old, I remember being in the room and I'm like, God, like I don't know what to do. I don't know. I, I'm I have nothing right now. Like I my, my bank account was negative. I had no source of income, not whatsoever. My car had broken down. I lost my girlfriend. Like I was a wreck. I was homeless essentially, like sleeping, you know, at my grandma's house because I I, you know, didn't want to sleep in the car anymore or whatever. Or just to keep uh, couch hopping, but man, like he showed me, uh, he just brought the memory back to my mind, yeah. and it was it was tough, man. It was tough, and I realized that I had like my existence, man, from seven years old, like that. That it was a very weird thing because I got molested by a, a, a man, right? So it made me feel weird because I felt like my body betrayed my mind because I didn't want it but my body was responding in ways, right? And it was a very strange existence because I didn't know how to maneuver through it because I would go to school, man, and there there would be like kids talking about how they got touched by their babysitter, right? And if they expressed like an inkling of the fact that they didn't want it, everybody around them would, oh, what? I would have loved that. You must (laughs) be gay. (laughs) You must be gay. You didn't want that? Oh, man. And I'm like, oh, shoot. They're, They're saying this about the guy who got touched by a woman? I got touched by a dude. I would never so like I'm like, oh, I'm never talking about this. You know what? It never even happened. It was a dream. Yeah. And subconsciously, because I'm like, well, I'm not gay. I don't, I don't, I don't like men, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know what this is. So in my mind, let me try to validate my masculinity. Mm. Let me try to, let me try to validate the fact that I'm a man and I love women. What's the okay society? What's the what's the biggest indicator that a man loves women? Oh, Damn. and society says, oh, if you have a bunch, Damn. if you if you got a if you got a bunch of women, that means you you love women. Yeah. And it got to the point where it kind of like re- it, it reversed on me because there was a rumor when I was in high school that I was gay because I was only hanging around women. Yeah, I would I would I would never hang around guys ever, never. So the very thing that I didn't want to happen happened because I was afraid of it happening. Yeah, right. Um <laughs> but I didn't even care because I was I stopped being able to affirm it to other people and I started to affirm it to myself. Yeah because I'm like, dude, Malcolm, you're not gay, man. No, you're not gay. You know what? Let me get let me let me let me be around more women. Let me let me talk to let me get two more girls to have sex with. <laughs> and man, like after Christ, man, like he just started kind of revealing all that to me. Um yeah. that's one that's one side of it. So, you know, I struggle with l- Learning and resting in the fact that although God wants to heal pieces of the past that I don't want to venture into wow when He heals that, I now have permission to let it go Wow
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's one of the biggest things I struggle with right now mm-hmm. and the, that's and that again that's more of the uh, I guess the uh, emotional or the, the past or the trauma side of things the other the other part of it right now i I lost I'm gonna say I lost. But I don't know how to feel through things anymore yeah. because for so long and growing up in the context that I grew up in, especially in my house uh, as, a, as a child, it was it was not a safe space to express my emotions. My mom's a lawyer, a judge now. And everything with her was I'm with both my parents. Like my dad, my, my dad's favorite line was that just doesn't make sense to me. So for me, I had to make it make sense. I had to learn how to make things make sense and articulate myself in a way that clearly uh, pre- conveyed my emotions and how it correlated to the the event being in question. And 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 oftentimes my feelings would be dismissed; they would be completely disregarded. Um, my parents didn't care how I felt; they just wanted an explanation, right? So I had to, but but I did feel I wasn't a robot. So what I had to do was. I had to learn how to separate myself from my emotions and and then mechanically, like Derek was talking about, I had to learn how to separate myself from my emotions and mechanically put arguments together that made sense for my parents to be able to accept. But I had to completely disassociate myself with feeling because if I present the argument and they reject it, I got tired of I got tired of feeling emotionally rejected. Hmm. So if I learn how to separate myself from the emotions, you can just reject the information. You don't have to hurt me anymore. And I grew that like that became a habit of mine to where I literally lived that way for so long. To where now, I'm even right now, I'm able to tell you all my emotions. I'm able to tell you my experiences. I'm able to put things together in my mind and articulate them gorgeously, right? Um, but I can't feel any of it. It's almost as if I'm telling my story. It's like I'm, I'm telling a story about someone else that that I don't know because yeah. the permission to feel was taken from me. Yeah. So now I know that in Christ, I have permission to feel again. Yeah. I struggle with taking advantage of the permission that he's given me.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Man. Man, for me, I, I ain't gonna lie to you, I'm more on the the same side as Derek, but a, a little grimace of, uh oh I think control is something that I'm now dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, affirmation was something I struggled with in the past, but then I, I realized, like you know, as I got older, I can kind of control how you see me based on how I act. So, like if I'm wow. really, if I'm really friendly, you mm-hmm. think, oh yeah, this dude friendly. If I'm really goofy, you like, mm-hmm. oh man, this dude's funny. funny. Yeah. If I'm really quiet and I'm standoff, you think, oh man, this dude might be crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like I realized, that like, I can control how you see me to a degree. Mm-hmm. So. I, I realized I was controlling every aspect of my mm-hmm. life in my head. I, like, mm-hmm. even with women I dealt with, it was always me controlling it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you left me, I'd be, I'd be so shook like, you left me? No, this is what I do. I control the situation. Right. You only left me because I wanted you to leave. Wow. Yeah, that's so, crazy. It was all this being constantly. Hey, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it constantly you. Yeah. And it, even today, like I still have this sense of control. I, I mm-hmm. don't think I do, mm-hmm. but I trust me. I see mm-hmm. it in every aspect of my life, I'm trying to control the uh, the narrative, and you mm-hmm. know, yeah. certain times it's like, trust God, trust God, trust God, yeah. and I'd be like, man. If I do this and this and this and this, then God gotta do this. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I'm looking at it like, not grace, but like God owe me at times. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really had to sit back and like, really, I had somebody check me about this brother Malcolm, but... Uh,
1: <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. I have no idea. I have no idea,
2: have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> but, but
1: yeah, man,
2: I, I realize, mm-hmm. man, that like, you know, I'm, it's arrogance. It's mm-hmm. arrogance, man. and It's, it's an it's a everyday struggle. Mm-hmm. But I think... And this is what I'm learning. God can't heal that unless you recognize it and you, I, you're able to, like, you know, act on it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, God can't pre- heal the person that you pretending to be. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So if I'm out here and I'm struggling with homosexuality, but I'm acting straight like a mug and in my head I'm straight, but I'm out here doing what I do, mm-hmm. it's like God can't heal that because I'm, yeah. pre- I'm still performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God can't heal the person that you're performing to be. Yeah. So it's like I'm starting to see like even in me performing and showing like yo, I'm this, I'm this, now I'm healed from this. Mm-hmm. It's still me not giving it to God. It's just me acting like yeah, I'm God. Good.
1: And you know what I'm learning about God man, which I love, is the fact that because you said he, he can't heal it. I'm learning that he can, but he chooses not to because he he cares about us. Mm-hmm. Because because God could have healed like the person that i was performing to be because of my molestation and because yeah. of my emotional detachment he could have healed that person but he knows that that's not the real problem yeah so he's going to choose not to heal that person because he cares more about uh my actual healing than 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 healing my performance because because if he heals my performance then the only thing that's going to happen is my performance is going to get better
0: right
1: you know but he cares more about me so he 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 deliberately makes the decision to say i'm not going to heal this performance i'm actually going to let you continue to operate in it until you come to the end of it to realize that this is not going to work yeah and then because out of my love for you i'm going to heal the root of the issue yeah. and i think i think when we re- like when we really like digest that it reveals another part about god's amazing nature and his character and his and his love for his children man because if God would have healed my performance, which I know he could have, I don't, I don't know where I would have been. It, it like it was literally in his grace, man, he allowed me to keep performing and fail <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> miserably. Yeah. So that I can finally see that
0: I need him. You need him. Yeah. Wow. Factual. Bro. Yeah. Wow. Factual. Wow. Wow. That's a very good point, bro. Um, right. <laughs> he could definitely. He could definitely, heck, even when you think about the Bible, man, all the times in which you look at the Old Testament, people were slipping and falling on their faces all the time. Mm. Um, and that's that's the whole point of obviously the display of His love um, for us, you know, because He created us for a relationship, He created us for love, He created us to be in, uh, you know, unity with Him um, through everything that we do and uh, in, in all our goods. Um, but of course, man found a way to just find find a way to just take control, right? Mm-hmm. Back back to, to my issue and most of ours. Um mm-hmm. take control, worry about ourselves and 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 more our plan uh, mm-hmm. for this thing that we were given. It's mm-hmm. not like we give our own self-life. Yeah. Um and it was just a beautiful, a beautiful story of just us going through the destruction, us falling on our faces, us yeah. just realizing that, hey, there's no way we could do this, mm-hmm. uh, but not being able to get out of it. Um, and, and, and in that brokenness, in that falling on our faces, you know, he sent his son to come out and die for us. He sent his son to come in and and take on, obviously, all, all the shame, all the guilt, um, all the things in which we felt we were tied and bonded to that we really weren't, man. And just kind of sort of it yeah. and say, I do not see it. This, hmm. is, this is not you. This is not what yeah. I created. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and shed his blood. And then through his blood, through his sacrifice, our souls are saved. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't walk in the freedom. We can walk um, in the peace, in the love, in the unity, in the relationship that he originally designed for us, man. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely the last words that I want to say for you guys, man. Whoever's out here, you know, however this may have impacted you, um, I pray that it was a blessing. Malcolm, I definitely thank you for a Hey, hey buddy, man. Listen, brother. It was, let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, baby. Part two. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? This is definitely. Yeah, man.
1: And then the next episode will just be just about hood movies. We don't got talk movie. about nothing. We are
0: talk about hood movies. That's it. That's it. Beautiful. Um, So thanks for tuning in to another episode of Look God podcast. Please rate the podcast, subscribe, share, drop a comment in there. Tell us your listening experience. Um, It definitely helps us, obviously, uh, as we continue to press forward. Any topics or ideas in which you think we should probably discuss that definitely be appreciated as well. Um, But may have been a blessing. And thank you for taking your time out. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.
2: All things are possible When we believe all chains are breakable When we receive your way You keep your promises If you said it, we believe it If you said it, hey If you said it, we believe it